Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York City. I'm broadcasting this morning from the bright red desk on a beautiful, beautiful Sunday morning. Today is October 21st. And what we do here at the Bright Red Desk is we talk about what's coming up in the week ahead and how you can use those aspects productively to help you create the life you want and also how to navigate because sometimes the shoals are rocky and the storms are big and we need a little extra help as we go along on the world. So what we're going to do today is we're going to talk. We have a really exciting aspect this week on the 26th, which is Venus and the Sun um, meeting. And they meet every uh, nine and a half months, and they form what's called a pentacle in the sky, which is a five-pointed star. And I encourage you, when you finish listening to the radio show, to go and hop on uh, the Internet and uh, print out, uh, go look for the Venus-Sun uh, it's like a little video on the internet, like a graphic, and it shows the Venus-Sun conjunctions as they meet. And as they, every time they meet, they form a leg of the star. And over the course of four years, they form a, uh, over the course of eight years, rather, they form a retrograde star, and over the course of eight years, they form a uh, direct star. This week, as we know, Venus is retrograde, so they're going to be forming a retrograde star, part of the retrograde star. And it takes us back eight years and eight years and eight years before that in the Scorpio house. Think about what's in the early degrees of Scorpio and what you began in those eight years ago, eight years before that. Um, and so it's an interesting configuration. There's an excellent book by a woman named Ariel Gutman on Venus Starpoint, and she kind of channeled this. I guess for lack of a better word, um, this process or this procedure of Venus, uh, you know, I mean, everybody's known they made the star forever, but she's channeled it from the point of view of what your particular Venus star point is, which one you're born with. And there's five of them, you know, in the heavens because it's a pentacle at any given time and they move through signs. Uh, And so when it would, there were, when the found, when the country was founded, there were five, Five of the founding fathers had Venus star points in Capricorn, which, of course, is the um, uh, country, country and government. So they said, hey, we're going to break free of the king. We're going to go form our own government. Now the constellations that are involved are uh, Scorpio and Virgo and uh, Gemini and Cancer. Cancer, Gemini kind of switched in there and Aries. And, of course, I'm going to blank on the last one. Scorpio, Virgo, Aries, Gemini. Mm, Well, there's another one. There's five of them. (laughs) Cancer. You know, Cancer. I don't know. Anyway, there's five. You know, this morning broadcast is good in many ways. The people overseas like it, but my brain is just not turned on. Somebody said that to me the other day. They go, you're not as awake in the morning. I'm like, I'm not. You know, I crawl out of bed. I take my shower. And then I sit down to talk, and, you know, my brain is engaged, but it's not on full, it's not on full motor. But anyway, there's five of them. The one that we're having this week is Scorpio. And it's taking place at three Scorpio. 
And it's an inferior, con- you know, when Venus joins with the sun, it's either a superior conjunction or an inferior conjunction. Now, inferior doesn't mean it's bad. It means that it's close to the sun. And the Venus is trapped right now between the sun and earth. When it's a superior conjunction, she's on the far side of the sun, okay? So it's not a bad conjunction. So we oh, it's an inferior conjunction. No, 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 it's an internal conjunction. It asks us to look on an internal level what we want and where we're going and how we're going to get there. And when it's an external one, like four years ago when it was in Scorpio in the fall, it was, oh, this is the direction we want to head. So this is a more internal one. And, of course, we had the whole summer clearing out your internal stuff, all the stuff between age zero and ten, because all the planets were down in there trying to get rid of you, help you get rid of your psychological block. Well, now Venus is in Scorpio, right? She's literally the house of psychological blocks, the sign of psychological block. And she only went up to nine. And now she's retrograding back into the late degrees of Libra, and then she's going to come back through again. So when we see her uh, doing this, we understand that part of her journey is to take us now, all the stuff we got clear about in the summer, now as Venus goes retrograde in Scorpio, we go, okay, this is how I'm going to change this. This is my internal journey. I've come to consciousness. Now, you know, when we look at a chart, a chart, you know, the Anima Mundi chart, which is a chart for the world, the Scorpio house is the psychological stuff you get from mom, dad, your church, your teachers, your religion, your culture, uh, your, you know, your ethnicity, your, your peer group in the world, this current lifetime's incarnation. Fourth house, cancer, you get it from your ancestral tribe. Twelfth house, you get it from your past lives. But this is the stuff you got in this lifetime because at some point somebody said stuff that was mean to you and you took it personally. So the whole point of the summer was to clear that out. Hopefully it did. And now as Venus is retrograde in Scorpio in the house of the psychological stuff you picked up as a kid, she's looking at it and she's helping you understand what it is. And, of course, one of the ways we do this is Venus is love. Retrograde is return from. So we're having a lot of people have returns of past loves or people that they used to make money with. I'm doing a lot of readings where, you know, my old boss called or my old, old mentor called or my old coworker called. So people that we made money with or people that we loved. And when they come back, um, you know, I would say open the door and talk to them, but be cautious, you know, be conscious and cautious. I had somebody the other day, uh, somebody came back and he broke her nose. So maybe that wasn't the one you want to open the door to. That said, no shame, no blame, you got clear, right? So if you open the door and one of those Scorpios that crawls back in is not so nice, kind of go, oh, yeah, I, I remember you. That wasn't a fun time. So you get to leave again. You can leave. The other thing is, is it is to get you clear, right? The whole point of this is to get you clear. If you get a punch in the nose or you get a, oh, wow, that wasn't very much fun, or, oh, yeah, can I borrow 300 bucks? And you're kind of like, hey, didn't we do this before, you know, and you owe me money from earlier? Because, of course, Scorpio is your value. This is also a time when you have to figure out your value. We, I just spent a week in Tucson helping baby astrologers figure out their value and their worth and how to market themselves and how to ask for their money 
and how to kind of say, hey, you know, I'm worth this. So it's it's got that component too, right? And so you want to honor uh, that. And also tax matters. It's a great time to catch up on your tax matters, catch up on your accounting, figure out your value, assess yourself. The Scorpio house is how other people assess your value and what they think you're worth, right? So, you know, topically in the news, we have Roseanne back on TV, only it's now the Connors. They've killed her off in a drug addiction. And now we're going to assess, was the natal vision of that comedy show, do we want to watch that? Or was it about Roseanne, right? That's the Scorpio question. And, and think about all the areas where we're being asked Scorpio questions. Think about the stuff we're hearing about voter suppression and not people not being able to vote. And Indian reservations, if you don't have an address, you can't vote. Well, the town in North Dakota where they just, canceled the voting they moved the voting booth out of town so there's no way to for the people to vote in that town you know that's venus and scorpio right i'm going to control this in a bad way positive venus and scorpio getting clear on what's important getting clear on your value saying hey you know i think this is my value this is my purpose now you have until the 17th because venus is retrograde until then but she's in scorpio until january 7th so this journey has a little bit of a longer tail. Venus is retrograde for 40 days. Now, we often hear 40 days in reference to things. It's Lent. It's how long Jesus was in the desert, right? It's got a deprivation energy of it or an, an understanding of looking at it and saying, how do I want to transform or deprive myself in a good way, not a bad way? How do I want to shift the focus? so that it's interior, so that I'm on this meditative journey, okay? So in both of those cases, when Jesus was doing that, and Lent, of course, certainly is a 40-day interior journey, as opposed to let's go outside, let's link up and connect with the world. So it's a very interior time. And also, because Venus is in Scorpio, people are a little cranky, right? The feminine energy. Now, men have feminine too. (laughs) Women and men both have feminine Uh, And so the feminine energy in men and women is a little cranky, a little irritated, a little bit of, uh, you know, that kind of annoyed me. And so Scorpio, of course, you know, is Glenn Close. Venus and Scorpio, I always analogize to Glenn Close and fatal attraction. You know, it's hot sex in the elevator, but she can boil your bunny if if she's mad at you, right? And you want to kind of understand that Venus is in a very passionate place right now, and passions can run a little out of control. So if you see somebody swinging for you, duck, right? Because they're going to be a little cranky. I had somebody come the other day. They, you know, she wanted to go to the bathroom and the woman had sealed off the bathroom and she's like, I got to go. And the woman's like, you're being disrespectful to me. She's like, no, I just really have to go to the bathroom. (laughs) And again, Scorpio fighting over Scorpio placement, right? So Watch for the Scorpio. It's an eliminative. It's value-based. It's people that owe you money. If people owe you money, it's really coming. It's, it's your come to, wow, this is what I've gotten to. Do I like this? I don't really like this. If you don't like it, this is the time to change it because Venus and Scorpio is making you look at all the things that the summer made you conscious about, right? And, and the goal here is not to go away angry, 
but to go away with a sense of, or or happy, you know, just like, oh, I got to run, bye-bye. But go away with a sense of closure. Go away with, okay, I kind of figured that out, and I'm, I'm just not going to play anymore. Venus and Scorpio takes her, takes her toys and goes home. Uh, or she knows she owns the toy. <laughs> so she's got the toy, take the toy and go home. When I was younger, I was uh, playing a game of um, uh, Monopoly with a friend of mine who was, she was one of those difficult friends, you know, the frenemy people before that phrase was coined. And I was much younger. And at that point, I still hung out with people that weren't always nice to me. And um, now I'm a little more selective. Uh, every now and then I get one that's not nice to me. But I, you know, I'm pretty good at going, nah, you're not nice to me. I'm not gonna but at any rate, at least it was kind of, kind of difficult. And always was saying mean stuff to me. So we were playing Monopoly. And it was it was in a real competitive space. And I'm I'm a competitor. I you know, I was in sales, I play competitive bridge, I like to win, I got an exalted Mars out of bounds. I you know, I know I've got that. But my Mars is out of bounds, right? So which means it doesn't always follow the rules. So we're playing Monopoly. We're ski, we're on a ski trip in Utah, right? We're playing Monopoly and you got to the part where all the park place, the real expensive hotels are all bought. And I land on them, and I give her some money, and then I go around, and of course you land on them again the next time. I don't know how they do Monopoly, but you always land on the expensive properties. She goes, "Okay, you have to mortgage your stuff. You have to mortgage. I want the railroad. I want, you know." She did this little like what she wanted of my stuff, and I just kind of looked at her and go, "I declare bankruptcy. Let's go drink." <laughs> she got so mad. I said, "You win. I quit. You win." Uh, I'm not going to go through this mortgage where you steal my property slowly over time. You got it. It's all yours. And uh, she was so mad she didn't talk to me for two days. Um, I can't believe you declared bankruptcy. You're supposed to, like, have it all taken away from you slowly. And he said, no, 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 no. I'm a firm believer in no torture. You won. You got You got it. You, you know, I, your game. I give up. I concede. Um, so that's the other thing to do with Venus and Scorpio. Uh, you know, take an approach where you go, you're right. Uh, you know, you're right. I, I'm not going to do this anymore. That's totally appropriate. I'm, I, I hear you. I'm finished. Because Venus in Scorpio does do that. She does, you know, she folds her cards. You know, it's the gambler from Kenny Rogers. You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, you know. Know when to walk away, know when to run. So um, think of the gambler. And as you approach this week, as we begin this new eight-year cycle, we know that one of the things that happens when we begin an eight-year cycle is something big leaves, right? So watch for what leaves on three, around three Scorpio in your chart and see what that looks like and see, you know, how you feel about it and recognize it as consciousness. Recognize it as saying, okay, I get it now. Um, and the conjunction is the 26, so that means we're in orb of the leaving. Uh, and so it should be pretty big whatever it is that goes. Um, and I would encourage you to watch your three degree, four degree of Scorpio house to see what leaves as the new energy comes in. Uh, and that conjunction takes place on the 26th, which is Friday. And of course, this week, the sun also goes into Scorpio on the 23rd. And we also have a full moon in Taurus, Scorpio which is one of the juicier moons, right? So the sun, the sun is in Scorpio, the moon is in Taurus, and the full moon takes place at one degree Scorpio. The Venus-Sun conjunction takes place at three degrees Scorpio because a lot of the planets are in early degrees 
we're going to have the sun aspecting quite a few of them. It's going to be opposite Uranus. It's going to be uh, sextiling Saturn. And we also have Venus sextiling Saturn because she's in Scorpio. And she's going to be opposite Uranus too. So there's a lot of energy, a lot of excitement, a lot of tension. And your job is to be conscious and to say, okay, I get it. I get what I'm supposed to be doing here. Um, I might not always like it, but I get it. And that's really the most important thing. Because as we move forward, as Venus and the sun meet up, and then first the sun goes opposite Uranus, and then Venus, she actually goes opposite next week on Halloween, but she's already gone opposite in once. Remember, she's going retrograde. So, all right, so let's talk about the moons this week. Today the moon's in Pisces. It goes void tonight with a trine to Jupiter at 747. So think about that, nice water emotional trine. Trying Jupiter and Scorpio, right? And of course, we've got the Mega Millions and the Power Bowl, really big. A lot of people dreaming. Yesterday, the moon was on Neptune, and they're like $1.3 billion, you know. I mean, I was sitting in bed last night thinking about, okay, I'll give a million to this one. I'll give $5 million to this one. My number didn't come in, but I'm going to buy another ticket. So we should actually have the Power Bowl pay off this week so because of the venus going the sun and venus and scorpio you know kind of changing your life right so the moon is void sunday night 747 and it goes into aries at uh, 258 in the morning on monday morning and it's in aries monday tuesday with a closing aspect of a square to pluto and it goes void at 218 p.m on the 23rd tuesday night it's void all day tuesday afternoon tuesday night and then early um Wednesday morning, it goes into Taurus at 10.33 a.m., and it's in Taurus on Wednesday and Thursday, and it goes void uh, at uh, 10.49 a.m. with the moon opposite Jupiter on uh, the 26th on Friday, and the moon is void Friday from 10.49 to 3.41 p.m., so the middle of the day. Remember, these are all Eastern times, and then it enters Gemini on the 26th at 3.41, and then it's in uh, Friday night, it's in Gem- Friday afternoon and night, it's in Gemini. The 27th, Saturday, it's in Gemini. And then it goes void at uh, 12.37 a.m. Sunday morning with a trine to Mars. So I'm guessing we're going to have a winner on Saturday the 27th or Friday the 26th because that's when the moon is actually void. The other pickings, the moon is void. So, you know, uh, buy that ticket. Buy that lottery ticket. Um, and then on Sunday, the moon is void all day long, the 28th, and it enters Cancer at 7.27 a.m. with the closing aspect being a trine to Mercury, okay? So all day void on Sunday, the 28th, but the aspect on uh, Saturday afternoon and Sunday are nice because the closing aspects are trine to Mars, and the aspects on uh, the 24th and the 25th are okay, because the closing aspect is in opposition to Jupiter. And then the aspects on Monday and Tuesday, a little harsh. The aspect is a moon square Pluto. So that's kind of the power struggle energy. Um, and so the, uh, you know, if we watch the moons, now remember they're in the personal planets. The Aries is the me, myself, my Taurus is my money, my communication, Gemini is my ideas, my thoughts, and then Cancer Sunday night is my t- tribe, my family, 
my connection. So buy that lottery ticket, dream big. Uh, a couple of you wrote that uh, Megan is pregnant. Megan and Prince Harry are pregnant. And, um, yes, that was in the charts, that there was a baby coming a quick. So congratulations to the happy mom and dad-to-be. And um, I think they're going to be great parents. It looked, uh, you know, and certainly uh, Harry is really into the kids, you know, so, and his nieces and nephews. It kind of always feels like a big kid to me. Those sad, those sad energies always want to play. All right, so let's look at the rest of the week and what we have ahead, ahead for us. So the big excitement is that Venus-Sun conjunction, and that takes place on, on the October 26th at 10.16 in the morning, and it's at 3 degrees and 6 minutes of Scorpio. Um, and then, of course, the sun going into Scorpio is always a big deal because it's the middle of fall, and that happens on the 23rd on Tuesday at uh, 7 in the morning, 7.22 a.m., we also have the sun aspecting the nodes of fate. Uh, the sun in Scorpio is squaring those nodes, triggering them. Um, it's not triggering the eclipse that we had. It's triggering the eclipse we're going to have. In January, we're going to have an eclipse on one of Aquarius uh, Leo. And the nodes right now are at Aquarius Leo. So the sun is triggering them. But it can remind you of the eclipses. And the sun is also opposite Uranus. Now, one of the things I talked about a little bit last week is the Uranus and the nodes forming the square in the sky, is forming a T-square. And then when something rolls into the Scorpio house, it forms a cardinal cross. So that's going to happen this week because Venus is going through that cardinal cross place, as is the sun. They're both in Scorpio and they're filling it out. So the sun is going to oppose Uranus and square the nodes. Again, a major crossroads, a major decision point. A, okay, how do we want to go with this? Because it is Taurus and Scorpio, uh, we want to know it's going to be intense. And because it's Aquarius Leo, it's part of the continuing story we've been working on since May of last year when the nodes went into Leo. This is the final choices, folks. You know, that uh, there was a, an ad on my internet, which was, I had never seen it before, um, I don't remember who it was, Howie Mandel, who I think of as kind of being germaphobe, and he's hopping out of a baggage carrier, which quite caught my attention because, you know, like, what's he doing in a baggage carrier? That doesn't really seem like something Howie would do. And then he's followed by a bunch of women carrying suitcases, and deal or no deal is coming back. And I'm like, oh, wow, yeah, deal or no deal. The universe is going to be asking you, deal or no deal? Are you doing this or not? Are you doing this or not? Are you doing this or not? It's crossroad time. And because the nodes are aspecting the sun twice and the sun is aspecting Uranus uh, this week, big choices, big decisions. Um, Mercury, of course, leads the way. He's a little bit ahead of the sun. He's now passed off past him because he's in late Scorpio. But he's going to also bring you some choices around how you want to proceed. And other than that, those that and the full moon in Taurus, those are the big highlights of the week. So let's talk about those before we uh, run out of time. So the sun in Scorpio uh, takes place on the, uh, it goes into Scorpio on the 23rd, which means it's in the last degrees of Libra. Uh, today, tomorrow, the 22nd, 23rd. And what that is, is it's also stimulating uh, fall of 1982. 
because the sun at that degree stimulates the Saturn-Pluto conjunction that took place then. Um, so kind of watch for emotional stuff to surface. Then it goes into Scorpio, and it gets as high as five Scorpio. As I mentioned before, the conjunction to Venus and the sun, that's the big hoo-ha. But the sun also has an opposition to Uranus, which is a little more dramatic. That's the loss. That's the 23rd or the separation. And then it squares the nodes of fate at 327, which is the directional change on October 24th. And then it parallels the nodes on October 29th. So part one, part two. One choice before the conjunction, one choice after. The sun also sextiles Saturn, as Venus does too. That happens on the 27th. Now that happens once a year, but because it's coming right on the the heels of the Venus-Sun conjunction, it does have a certain more level of potency, more intensity to it. And then it also has, we also have the sun paralleling Chiron, often bringing you choices around how to proceed and partnerships that you want to be in or not, right? And I do encourage you, um, because this is a pretty volatile energy, you do want to be aware of if you hang out with volatile people, they can go volatile on you, all right? This Venus and Scorpio, going close, boils the bunny. She does not fool around, Um so if, if in doubt, steer clear of people that are a little bit out of control. Um, and, you know, somebody starts acting crazy on the subway, get up and change cars. Somebody in your personal life starts acting crazy. You know, be considerate of, you know, do you need to call the police? Do you need to call Bellevue, which is the psychiatric hospital here, whatever your equivalent is? Because this is like nervous breakdown week for people that have been holding it together uh, not very well because the in, it's an inferior conjunction. So everybody is very interior. A lot of tears this week, okay? And they're natural. They're part of dealing with loss. One of the things that happens here on planet Earth is we lose things. Things die. Of course, fall, Scorpio time, we become aware of the spring on the full moon. And of course, the full moon in the middle of all this kind of amplifies the energy, right? Um, we become aware of the loss. This is when all the leaves fall off the trees. And we see the house on the highway. You know, well, I didn't know there was a house there. We see things. We feel things. We lose things. The growing season is over. I got a note from my CSA, my community-sponsored agriculture, saying four more weeks of vegetables and then we're done. The earth vegetables, we're giving you the acorn squash. You know, and I'm like, oh, summer's almost over. So we're all going to be a little melancholy with this energy. Mercury this week, back end of Scorpio, moving from 18 Scorpio to 28 Scorpio. And again, it has a number of aspects. Watch for a really good offer or an opportunity on the 28th when there's the sextile to uh, Athena. Also, Mercury meets up with Jupiter on 29th at 7 in the morning. So that's actually a positive day because it also has a trine to Chiron. So Mercury says, okay, we got through the week and we're good to go. Mercury also has a sextile to Pluto, which indicates important and difficult and or deep news. So kind of work with that energy. Uh, We already talked about the Venus aspect to uh, the sun, but she also has an aspect to Saturn. She's sextiling him on Wednesday the 24th. 
uh, a couple days before her conjunction. So, she, But retrograde, she's sextiling retrograde. So she's saying, I hope you understand why we have to do it this way. Uh, kind of think of her talking to you in a serious-minded way. Um, she is retrograde, so she's also maybe silent. She may just look at you with very sad eyes. Um, and just know that that may be the day you have a reality around things leaving. Mars this week is pretty quiet. He's cleared his shadow. He's in from out of bounds. He's running through 18, 19 of Aquarius. He has an, an adjusting kind of blindsided energy from Pluto on the 27th, where he's a little shocked by what's going on. Not, un, not unclear about it, but a little bit like, really, that's what's happening? Uh, so Mars and Pluto, you know, they kind of normally hang out, and this is going to be one of the times when they're riding shotguns. And they're riding at 18 degrees. Um, then we also have uh, nice energy with Pluto aspecting the nodes of fate on the 24th, making you giving you a choice. Uh, and we also have Juno entering Taurus, asking you to commit. So on that note, um, Tuscany, uh, we're having the trip to Tuscany, and there is an early bird special this month through October. You can find it on my website. You can find it if you Google sacred astrology and you look for Jane, Jane Reed. Um, and I hope you join us. Um, it, it's a great week. And of course, Venus and Scorpio says, put it on your Christmas list. Say to your relatives, hey, I want a present that, that is uh, fun and whatever. This is the week for Christmas lists. So put it on your Christmas list and say, I want money for my trip. And sign up. We have an installment plan. We have a discount. We have we have wonderful time in wonderful wonderful time in Tuscany, uh, in a beautiful place. Information on my website. Make sure to check it out. And I wish you all a great week and a wonderful uh, new moon, uh, full moon rather, and a terrific conjunction of Venus and the Sun, uh, starting a new eight year cycle for money or a new four year cycle if you don't want to commit to eight years. We can do a shorter time. And on that note, it's Dan Ortley signing off from the weekly weather. Take care. Bye-bye.